Hello, guys. Um, this is very odd because I am introducing the, the podcast and the main man drop is not. So I'm just going to say welcome, everybody, to Two's Company, this special edition where Ryan gets a roasting. Um, so we have, we? No, I have. <laughs> This is weird now. <laughs> I feel like Jop's missing. Jop, where are you? Come back, uh, Chapo. <laughs> come back, Jop. I have my uh, griller is Miss Holly Savage Davage. Yes. AKA The Mechanic. The Mechanic. Here I am. I think that's going to be a good title for the podcast, Ryan Gets a Roasting, because I like the alliteration that's involved. Yeah. I think yeah, it'd be good. good. We should go with it, because... Okay. Uh, yeah, because usually with your podcast, Joppa, and you kind of have chit chat and talk about random stories and anecdotes, but you never get a full roasting and grilling to the core. So that's what I'm going to try and do. So hopefully I'm successful with that. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll try and crack you. We'll see. Jo Joe, Joe wasn't very hopeful. I was like, I'm going to try and grill him. And he was like, mm, I don't know how far you're going to get with that. <laughs> so we'll see how we go. Oh, pretty much. I'm open to everything. I think that's the thing because you're... It's not like you're a secretive person or that you hide anything. You're kind of just an open book most of the time, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, go on, go for it. Try and embarrass me. There you go. There's there, Try and embarrass me. There's a fucking uh, challenge. That's going to be difficult. Okay, we will we'll get started. Okay, so my first question is the one I actually asked to Joppo for the first uh, podcast edition of this interview thing. Was that, say you're in an Uber... And the Uber driver turns around and he says to you, like, what do you do? Like, kind of, what are you into just in general? Like, what's the kind of spiel you'd give them from A to B that would kind of summarize kind of who you are, what you get up to, kind of defines you as an individual? Okay, I would, so I would say I'm an online coach. <laughs> and mobile PT. Mobile PT. Yes, because uh, you, yeah. you need the mileage. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, um, obviously main interest is bodybuilding. I love my bodybuilding. I've been doing it for a very, very long time. Um, I'm also into my cars. Mm -hmm. uh, I also like go-karting. Yeah. I used to do that at a pretty high level when I was Did younger. Did you? Yeah. Um, Hence why I um obviously won the physique collective. I was gonna say I was wondering because you actually slammed it compared to everyone else last time, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, like, I was I was the dark horse because you everyone, were the dark horse. Everyone thought Christian was gonna win. Everyone thought Christian as soon like obviously Christian took the first win because he'd been on that track before. I'd never been on it. Yeah. But once I'd been around it and I'd learned it, I was like, yeah, this is mine now. Yeah, because um, the first round he was in the lead, and then you just swamped in and you just crushed him in the second round. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and everyone, I remember the group text and like everyone's going, oh, I think this person, I think that person. I just sat there all quiet. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't need we'll, to be cocky. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll let the driving do the talking. That was so um, funny. Yeah, so anything, yeah, cars, bikes, you know, boy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then downtime, I like, play, you know, Xbox. Not that I play it a great deal at the minute because I don't get a lot of downtime. Mm. Plus, I, I'm on prep at the minute for people who don't know. And I have a really short attention span when I'm on prep. Mm. I 
like the thought of me sitting down and playing a computer game, it's like, oh yeah, that'd be well good. And then I would actually sit down and play it and I'd play like one round and I'd be like, oh, I just can't do this today. It's really weird. And I get it in like morning cardio as well, where I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll put a podcast on or I'll watch something on Netflix while I'm doing it. And it, I just can't do it. Like I'd rather almost just be in silence. <laughs> like go in my own little world like and be like oh what am I going to do today and like how am I going to do this and how am I going to do that and but then also like some days like, I need that distraction because you look yeah. at the clock and you're like how's this only been six minutes already yeah it's, like for ages. it's like when you finish one meal and you're like counting down the minutes until the next one on prep yeah 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 you're like oh another two hours still Oh God, I still do that. I'm in my off season. I'm still still came down to the next meal. You need to get them calories up. I they they were high before my mini cut. Now they're only like what they're like twenty three hundred now, but it's not enough. Like I could I could devour food easily at this point. I I'm on twenty six hundred at the minute. Oh, you're not that much more. Jasmine is on like twenty four hundred, and she's like still super lean on prep, basically. we're just on the back of this we've done three high days and then i'm doing four low days yeah so this is day what was it monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday oh no this is my fifth day on the oh oh joe so when Um, do you get another high day i don't know like obviously i'll check in i'll check in on a tuesday so i'll check in tomorrow we are yeah it's monday today we are filming we are recording on a monday um so i'll see what the plan is oh nice he'll probably be like i'll just keep going low i was literally gonna say do you know what he did to me on prep and he always did this so i'm surprised that like everyone else is getting low on high days he'd be like right we're gonna run a few low days so i've made you a new a new spreadsheet like tab that has the low days in it and the low days just then become my standard days. Like he never gave me a high day after that. Because yeah. every time I had wishful thinking, but like, okay, I just have to grind for a few more low days. And next check in, he'd be like, no, nah, we're just going to roll with it. Like this is your new normal. I was like, damn it. So <laughs> never got the high days ever again. <laughs> oh, rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I think on prep, you've just got to kind of, you just have to go into that mode, don't you? Of like, it is what it is. Yeah. I do think that dieting for a prep is easier than just either a mini cut or a lifestyle diet though, because when you're in a mini cut, like it's not exciting. You're not going to look any much different. You're just kind of doing it for function to pull off some body fat to go into yeah. a gaining phase again, yeah, yeah. but you don't get lean. You don't see any lines or striations or veins um, or anything or, cool. Or you get to that point where you're just starting to, it's just starting to come and you're like, Oh yeah. 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 I'm starting to like this look at it. It's like, right. Calories going back up now. And you're like, Oh fuck. I know it's just so not motivating and like for females especially sometimes it takes a good few weeks to, for your body to actually like respond so if you're only doing a four to six week mini cut you're like four weeks in and you finally see results and then you have to come out of it again you're like well that was pointless you know so it's like is it even worth it yeah always gotta think of that long game yeah god so how are you finding prep this time compared to last time well at the moment is fine like I'm what eight weeks in I've done yeah I've done two mesocycles so I'm eight weeks in um I've got two more to go which so I'm I'm kind of halfway yeah you had that realization well, last time you're like oh I have like yeah. 11 weeks left and then well, Leon was like but that's only like two mesocycles you were like shit <laughs> yes it is <laughs> but, oh you know yeah it is so yeah it's probably gonna go really quickly because those first two went really quickly yeah but yeah at the minute it's just it's been fine like the hunger's just coming in now like I have this weird thing 
uh, when I eat my last meal, all of a sudden it's like my hunger just gets cranked up. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like mentally because I know it's my last meal. No yeah. more food in for the day. And I'm like, oh, God, I could eat the world. Mm. I could eat the world. And then it, that's when like the Cherry 7-Up comes out. And I'm just oh, drinking, God, yeah. drinking cans of Cherry 7-Up to fill up. It's like, oh. What is your last meal at the moment then before bed? Um, on the low days, it's 400 Greek yogurt, 20 protein, 250 berries, 20 almond bar. Okay, so no carbs, no cereal. No cereal. But at Although, least like that's a good chunk of Greek yogurt. Like that should be quite satiating for a while anyway. Yeah, I could eat a kilo of it though. I could <laughs> eat big tubs in my bit, no bother. Do you know what? I I um I went to a train by JP seminar back in 2019. It was like JP and Corinne at MJ's gym. And I remember he was talking about like the post-show phase and his navigation for if you feel like binging after like your show is to just eat as much fat-free Greek yogurt as you can. And he yeah, said he was eating like kilos of it. But to be fair, like kilos of it is only going to be a few hundred calories. You'd feel yeah. sick to your stomach, but you just wouldn't need to binge anymore. You'd only waste a few hundred calories. That's, it's a good trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember actually, I think he did a video on that. Yeah, just eat as much Greek yogurt as you can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if it resolves like the root of the issue, but it definitely like helps the symptoms for a while anyway. Temporary, like, put, you know, band aid over the crack and all that. Yeah, like you probably need a bit of therapy alongside of the Greek yogurt, but you know, it will, it will yeah. do something anyway. And protein, bro. Yeah. All that, all that matters is protein, just gains. So it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, at the moment, do you know what I had to do in prep as well? Is that I have to squeeze my last two meals quite close together because they're late in the evening. And as you said, like you get hungry because you're like, shit, that's my last meal. I don't know what to do. So I kind of have meals four and five, like quite close because, yeah. But then my early in the day is really hard because I stretch my first three meals out quite out of a long period of time. So it's like trying to navigate and fit it all in properly. Yeah, see, I, I kind of have my first two meals kind of close together. And then the last two meals close together, and then the third one post workout, like after training, mm-hmm. I I fast all morning. Mm-hmm. I could I can go till twelve o'clock before I eat. How do you do that? I I get to nine, and I'm like, right, that's enough fasting for me. I'm, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I'm good. Like I'll get up, like have a coffee, take all the lipotics, and then do my cardio, and then crack on with the day. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, as long as I'm busy, and then I might have a can of Monster at like eleven, bit of yeah. caffeine to yeah. like, yeah, a bit of Monster, like fill up the stomach a bit, and then I'm I'm good. Yeah. Like as soon as because as soon as I eat, that's it. That's when that when it's, it stimulates your like, stomach, then doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Your stomach's like, like right, let's get going. Give me more. <laughs> yeah. So have you like have you noticed yourself using any like diet hacks or tactics or anything like that, like the Monster or the Cherry Seven Up, are they the kind of the main ones? Yeah, just they're my main ones. It's like a fizzy drink. Yeah. Something sweet. And you know, that that you're just looking for that gassy like fill up from the actual drink. Yeah. It's like you fill up your stomach as much as possible, and then eventually you need to burp, and then it all just comes out, and they're like, Oh damn it, I'm hungry again <laughs> because all the air is gone. Your massive wee, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> Oh god, yeah. I've had like I have your typical like bikini girl diet hacks, 
I used to make, you know, those like sachets of sugar-free jelly. I used to make a whole bowl of it and eat it before bed, but I'd eat it like after my last meal and just stuff it into me and then go to sleep and try and fall asleep before the fullness of it wears away. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like a dessert as well, isn't it? Yeah, you convince yourself, well, it's just like jelly and ice cream, except there's no ice cream and it's just sugar-free jelly and nothing else. But it's funny because during my mini cut, this I was actually like half complaining to Joe last week. So I was like, Joe, I'm so ravenous, like being all dramatic. But um, I thought I was prep levels of hungry. So I was like, I'm going to make the sugar-free jelly and put it in a bowl and do the same thing I do when I'm on prep. I took one bite and I literally gagged. I just couldn't eat it. So it just shows like I clearly wasn't as hungry as I thought I was. Because when you're that hungry, you'll eat anything. But I literally took one bite of it. And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not there yet. No. <laughs> Didn't have those prep taste buds. Clearly not. And I thought I would because I, I was sitting there being like, I am starving. I was like to Joe being all like dramatic, being like, I've never been so hungry in my entire life, Joe. And he's like, Holly, shut up. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it wasn't quite as bad as I thought. But I I used to make like the green egg pancake read put you get a blender, you put egg whites, flavor drops, spinach, and baking soda into it, blend it up, make a pancake out of it, then put like a square of dark chocolate on top and like smooth it around and then like sugar-free syrup, like weird weird levels of things <laughs> yeah no i think my i used to do i used to do pancakes egg whites and oats and then add cinnamon to that mm. and then cook it like a omelette mm-hmm. and then i'd put the and then because they were massive i'd then put it under the grill to cook the top Ooh, that's like, a, i think i could eat that yeah and then at that point that's when you put the berries on so yeah they, get warmed through a little bit um and then i'd make a whey paste and then pour that over the top smear it all over the top that sounds really nice it's actually really nice that sounds really good so sorry yeah that was that was my prep hacks like fucking four years ago whenever it was yeah it's different now because most of us follow even if we don't follow the meal plan specifically we all kind of follow a similar meal template i suppose yeah, like yeah. we all have Greek yogurt before bed. We all have our bodybuilding sweet and sour. We all have our like eggs and bacon or chicken sausages for breakfast. And we've all just kind of fallen into a pattern like that. Yeah. It's quite nice variety during the day, I think, to have that kind yeah, of meal structure. I, I don't get bored of the meals either. No. Like, because like, everyone's like, oh, don't you get bored of eating the same thing? I'm like, no. Like, I enjoy every one of them. But also, like, within the structure, there there is variety like in my plan for example it says veg of choice so you can pick whatever veg you want yeah you can have different flavored whey you can have different flavored cream of rice you can have different cereal like there is variety in the day if you want there to be yeah yeah like my favorite thing is like picking what cereal i want i usually try like two or three different cereals and mix them all for my last meal yeah oh cereal (laughs) do you miss cereal (laughs) You know what? the The last few days I've been so my my meal before the Greek yogurt is um, steak mince, yeah, veg and potato. Mm-hmm. So I've been taking the potato out and eating just the and then doing the calorie match for cereal. Oh, so I'm like seventy five grams of cereal with my Greek yogurt. That's a good like, swap. Oh, lovely. <laughs> have you tried butternut squash yet? I have, yeah. I really like it. Yeah, I don't mind butternut squash. 
You can get a good volume of it for the same calories as potato. Yeah, same as like um oh, what's the other what's the veggie? Oh courgette spaghetti. I used to Oh, I, I used to have that when I did Slimming World. <laughs> yeah, I used to spiralize my courgette. Yeah. And so much volume out of it. Did you ever, what was the other one? You can get like butternut squash spaghetti as well. And, oh, do you know what are also really nice? You know the butternut squash crinkle cut fries from Sainsbury's? They're very good. I've seen them. Yeah, they're very nice. And they actually like look like chips. Like they're quite good. Um, Or the yeah. cauliflower rice I used to eat. I used to eat like mad. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I've done the cauliflower rice thing on one of my preps and I was just like, this tastes like fucking shite. Yeah, it's not very nice. You just kind of have to put so much seasoning on it that you can't taste it. Yeah. There was, what was those noodles as well? There was like those calorie-free noodles. Oh, like... yeah. I had them my last prep. They're like cognac noodles yeah, and cognac they're... rice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. See, they're tolerable if you eat them hot and you like stir fry them in with all your veg and seasonings, what yeah. I did one time is I was going to a site visit in London. So I meal prepped them and, you know, stirred them all in with everything. And it went cold and trying to eat them cold, honest to God, like, even though I was starving, that was just too far. I took one bite and I just, I couldn't, I was just, it. my body just rejected them. It was not nice. So I had to just like bin the whole thing. It was gross. So yeah, it's uh, not worth it. Oh, nasty. But yeah, but do you find like, unlike I don't know about Jake being he's he's quite food focused at the moment. I don't know if you noticed, but have I you been from the group today? I was just like, Jesus Christ is turning it into a food fest. <laughs> I think that's what I talked to him about. Like for the past the whole time I was with him from Saturday morning until Sunday evening was food. That's all he could think about at the moment. But you seem quite okay. I uh, yeah, like I'm I'm all right. Like. I'll I'll go through phases. Don't get me wrong. I think I tend to just not say anything though. Mm. It might be just be to like it'll probably be to Tony. To be fair, I'll probably be like. I remember one time actually it was when I did a mini cut, and it was like it was pretty aggressive three week mini cut, and it got to week three and I was fucking ravenous, and um we I was like I think we were out somewhere and I saw like a picture of a McDonald's burger, and I was like yeah that looks pretty good. And then I'm like, oh fuck me, I'm right in the depths of it. <laughs> this burger looks good. Um, but yeah, like I've I've been fine. I, I'm not in those like dugout phases yet. Mm. So like I say, the hunger's only just starting to come. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not too bad. Like give it another four weeks, I'll probably be there and I'll be yeah. like, Yeah, I want a burger. Yeah. But then kind of you always like I get past it as well. Mm. Like you just sort of like yesterday, like yeah, I could have had Caribbean, but I'm kind of like, I'm just sort of on it now, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, but also because it was so fucking hot. Yeah, like, it was roasting. Cold core. I was just like, yeah, cold core is gonna go down. I hard. would have loved something cold and refreshing. Like I, I was saying to you, I was like sliding off my seat because my legs were so sweaty. <laughs> it was gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of just like I think I think it's because I've been doing it for so long. Mm. It's just like. Just get on with it. So what number prep is this now? Uh, Prep-wise, oh, God, what is this? Yeah, I'm not, like, because I've not done many shows. It wasn't until two years ago that I actually did, like, four comps. Oh, Norm really? Yeah, normally I've dieted down, done one show, really? and that's it. Yeah. Oh, so what um, year did you start then? What was your first show? 2012. 
oh like 10 years ago 30, 11 years ago that's crazy yeah, yeah that was the hearts and beds first timers wow and i won it Ooh, congratulations it, yeah. <laughs> and then my bodybuilding career just went downhill for and how many classes do they have at that time they probably had uh, less than they have now oh god yeah it was like basics um oh i'm trying to think now they had they had bikini i can't remember if they had men's physique i don't think they had men's physique no. But there was like uh, there was women's bodybuilding, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then open bodybuilding, uh, which they did. Did they do weight classes? I think it was done by weight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then they had masters. Yeah, it was like very sort of basic, sort of bikini women's bodybuilding, and then bodybuilding. Oh wow, that's much. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm sure they didn't have men's physique. I'm sure they didn't. But yeah, it was a good day. Wow, eleven years ago. That's what I'm trying to think. How old was I when I was? I think I was eighteen in 2012. Was I? Yeah, eighteen. I was. What was I? Something like thirty. Yeah, I, I hadn't even started training. I I just started university that year. <laughs> that is mad. <laughs> I, I didn't start training until I was like 20, th- 23, 24, because I was such a book nerd and I was like obsessed with studying that like I wouldn't let anything take time away from me and studying, even training. So like I never even went to the gym at all, not once. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was the complete opposite. It was anything to get my head out. Of the- <laughs> so what age did you start training then? Uh, 16. Started sixteen, and who got you into it? Uh, Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> Do you call yeah. into your house, be like, "Hey, yeah. Kirk, do you want to go to the gym with me?" <laughs> we need to get to the gym. <laughs> that was the worst impression ever. Um, it was. Uh, um, yeah, it was. Um, I've told this story so many times. It was. I remember it vividly. Like, and I've got the worst memory, but I just remember this vividly. I remember it being, it was a Saturday afternoon and me and my dad were sat in the living room and my dad put um, Commando on. Mm-hmm. It was the first Arnold film I ever saw. And I remember seeing him and I was just like, holy fuck, like that's that's what I want to look like. Um, and we had a multi-gym. So I got that put in my bedroom. And then so I was using a multi-gym in my bedroom, like training like three times a week and stuff. And then I had a few dumbbells and things like that. Um, and that was kind of how it started. And Did then, you see any progress in your physique training like that? To a degree, yeah. Like, I've, I think my shoulders grew quite quickly. Like, I just got, like, this sort of thickness in my shoulders fairly mm-hmm. quickly. Um, and, but then it would, like, I wasn't consistent. It would be, like, I might do a couple of weeks of being really good, and then I'd have a week off, and then, like, I'd go back to it, do a few weeks, and then have a week off. Mm-hmm. And then I joined a gym with all my mates. We went to Royston Leisure Centre. Um, and we used to go up there sort of three times a week. Um, and then when I started driving, I went to a place in this, uh, it was called Candles in Bulldog. Mm-hmm. It was the seediest fucking place going. It was like this health spa and they used to fucking do swinging and all sorts of shit in there. Oh, God. 
yeah, I was kind of completely naive to it all and oblivious to it. Um, but yeah, someone was telling me like that on every Friday and Saturday nights they like do nudie nights and <laughs> nudie just everyone's down in the saunas and steam rooms just like having fucking big orgies and shit. Do they have um, like pampas trees outside to signify that it's a swinger party? I no, I can't remember now. Or my mum used to, I don't know how my, why my mum told me this before, but she says that apparently at Swingers parties, there's like a pot where everyone puts their keys in, in it and you just, you kind of, it's like a lucky dip. You grab yeah, a set yeah, of keys yeah. and, and whoever you get, that's your partner for the night. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, Miss Davidge, she's a fucking... <laughs> like, mum, how do you know that? <laughs> They've been down at little Swingers parties. <laughs> Crafty, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Started in, yeah. So then, I started, that was my first sort of gym that I went to, mm-hmm. and then a guy in there that I met who was one of my sister's boyfriend's mates. This guy was called Manny. He kind of took me under his wing, mm-hmm. and I started training with him and stuff. Um, yeah, and then I like I was making more progress, but I still like didn't have a fucking Scooby about nutrition. Like I was eating chicken and stuff like that, but it was all like bird's eye breaded chicken and things like that. Um, yeah, and I was, I was just sort of, I, I suppose I was like a stocky rugby player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I still carried a fair bit of body fat and stuff. Plus, I was going out drinking every weekend. Yeah, of course, pissing um, it all away. <laughs> yeah, pissing it all away, and then yeah, and then like, then I I started as a heating engineer. And I started training in Body Limits in St. Albans. And that was where like Eddie Abu was and stuff oh, like that. Okay. Um, and then that was when Royds got introduced to me. Wait, so what age were you then? Uh, I was 20, 25, 26, I think. Okay. So it wasn't too early. No, you no. a decent I, amount of training. I mean, I trained like 10 years before yeah. I Yeah. That's actually quite acceptable, I think, to be honest. Like, people started a lot younger. Oh, God, yeah. There's people who haven't even set foot in a gym and they're already roids. You're like, um, yeah, I did 10 years of training, like. just pretty fair. So I'd say you probably maximised most of your natural gains by then, do you think? Uh, I think I probably could have still maximised them through diet. Because it probably wasn't optimal, everything you were doing for that long, no. My diet didn't, I didn't really know about nutrition until I was like 30. Mm-hmm. like I knew what I was meant to be eating and stuff like that but I didn't know anything about calories you know so like when I was a heating engineer like my morning I would just put a load of fucking oat nothing was weighed out it was mm-hmm. like just a load of oats in a shaker a couple of scoops away and then I would eat chicken and rice throughout the day like I normally have like two whole rice packets and a packet of chicken like I'd eat that a couple of times then go home, evening meal, and then I'd have like a protein shake like before I went to bed. Um, like, did, did you I, get really fat or was that like a maintenance for you? I wasn't really fat, but I definitely like, I could have, you know, trimmed up a little bit. <laughs> a little bit plump. A little bit plump, a little bit chunky. <laughs> I think it was more the booze though at weekends. Yeah. Like, chunky. Um, because I noticed my waist like went from a 32 to like a 36. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, shit. Like, so then I, 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 all I did was stop drinking one of the nights. So instead of drinking Friday and Saturday night, I just drunk on the Saturday night. Balance. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and then my waist started coming back down. So I was like, ah. okay. Well, this is- 
Um, yeah, and then kind of got to 30, and that was when I sort of pretty much packed in drinking and all that, and I started taking things seriously. And then that was when someone said to me, Brian, why don't you do a bodybuilding comp? Um, and all the people I used to train with, they were always like, oh, you're not big enough, you're not big enough. So it was always like constantly chasing size. Yeah. And then, yeah, guys at my gym, they were like, right, why don't you do a comp? And I'm like, oh, do you think I'm big enough? Because all my life I've just been told I wasn't big enough. Um, you know, because we had Eddie Abu in our gym, you know, he's a pro. So that, you know, that was big, you know, that was that was the norm. That was the size that you kind of mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, like relatively speaking, you weren't yeah. as big as him. So yeah, because it was kind of like, oh, you know, you know, that's that's the size you need to get to. Yeah. Um, you know, and now like it, it it's just not physically possible. I don't mm. have them genetics to be that size. Um but yeah, then so I did this comp. I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. And the guy at my gym, he helped me do the diet and everything. Like literally it was the fuck it was we did 10 week. 10 we week 10 prep. Week, yeah. And um, it was basically, it was basically a rapid fat loss for 10 weeks. Wow. Like on protein and veggies. And then I refeeded with carbs at the weekend. Oh my God. Rough. Yeah, it was rough. It was really rough. And did you get in shape? Yeah, I um, I won um, Medal of Honor for most outstanding condition. No way. That's class. <laughs> yeah. So I, I won my category and then I won a Medal of Honor for most outstanding wow. condition. Fair play. Yeah, so I mean, it done the job. Yeah, clearly, all the suffering is worth it. Yeah, but then you know there was no nothing about post show and all the rest of it, and obviously my food focus was so high, I just ate like an absolute dickhead for about four or five days after the show. Oh God, what did you gain from that? Uh, I looked like I was twenty weeks out in five days. <laughs> yeah, like literally, and it like proper depressed me. I was like, holy, it's fuck, horrible, man. isn't it? just gone from the best shape of my life to looking like I don't even fucking train um so yeah that was a trying time so how did you get out of that then so I can't remember I think I just kind of carried on I just got back to eating the foods and stuff Mm. and um yeah and then and then I think it was like two years later I did another prep Mm. um yeah I just kind of yeah it was just sort of like I need to just start eating the right stuff again and that was it kind of thing Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then did a few more preps and came nowhere. So how then... many, so, so you did your first two, then how many did you do before your last one? Because your last one was with Joe as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so I've done one, two, three, four, five shows, I think it was. Five preps. Five, yeah, five preps. Five preps. Okay. Um, two years ago with Joe, started with Joe, and we did four shows. Yeah. Okay. So that was your first like decent run of shows yeah. in a prep. Okay. And did you yeah. have like an, an actual coach before that, or was it kind of just your friends helping you out? Uh, no, I had coaches for all of them. Um, one of them. One of them, the prep was like really easy. Like it was literally, he like, he gave me a meal plan, but he said I can, you know, pretty much like if it fits your macro sort of style. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could substitute stuff out and everything. Um, and that prep, like that was a relatively easy prep. 
but uh, like I look back at it and my conditioning, I was like, I was beach ready. I wasn't show yeah. ready. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's why the prep was fairly easy because yeah. uh, the depths of like killing myself. And then um, one of the shows I did was Wabba and I did classic bodybuilding. Oh, no way. Cool. Yeah. And I had to make a weight cap. Like mm-hmm. I had to 83 kilos. Oh God, that's very small for you, isn't it? I was like, I, I look back at the pictures, I look so stringy. Oh, God. Just to, like, make this weight cap. Um, and But to be fair, like, that was, I had a tan disaster that show. Mm. Um, and I worked out what it was. I had a couple of shots of tequila. <laughs> I had a couple of shots of tequila in the morning. And it was the alcohol that made me sweat. Oh, uh, Okay. So after that, I stopped doing any alcohol, mm-hmm. and I, I never sweat. Um, but everyone thought I'd won that comp, and because of my tan disaster, I got marked down. That's so um, annoying. Yeah, uh, it, it literally looked like someone had just got like a bucket of creosote and just gone. Oh over dear! I always like, feel so sorry for people when you can see their tan running uh, down stage because, like, they can't help it. Like, yeah, what can they do? Everywhere. Um, and hindsight, had I known, I could have run backstage and patted it down. Yeah. Um, and just you know got back out there, but all the guys backstage, they were like, "Where's your trophy? Where's your trophy? You not win that?" And I was like, "No." Nah. They were like, we had you down as a winner. That's mad. And That's like, crazy. Now fourth that day. Fourth um, for that? Yeah. That's a bit yeah. extreme for a tan situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, like the other guys look shit. Yeah. That's disappointing. What? But yeah, it's way cookie crumbles. Yeah, that's the thing. And like, I suppose like if, if, if you're in the industry for this long, you just have to realize and accept that a lot of the time it's not going to be your day and you just have to keep going. Like if you're expected to come first every single time you compete, I don't think you'll last very long unless you're like literally one of those anomalies that will walk on any stage and take the win every time. Most of us are not like that. So you just have no. to accept that, you know, some days will be your day and others day won't. I yeah. still, I haven't had my day yet. So I'm still waiting. Oh, I'm still waiting for mine. Don't worry. Well, no, to be fair, I had my day on my first call. Yeah, I had my day, my second season. I won one of my shows, but I haven't won since. So that's it. Yeah, it's coming. I mean, the thing is like, you've just got to love doing it. If you love doing yeah, it. Like, exactly. Of course we all want to win, but it's just, it's enjoying the whole process of it all isn't it like yeah because that's the thing like we we live this way because we enjoy it so we might as well hop on stage but like if you only live this way to compete and you absolutely hate the whole lifestyle of it then you're just going to burn out and you're not going to last so you just have to enjoy what you're doing regardless and I think as long as you show up to each show looking better than your previous that's all you can do yeah and if if it happens to be your day and everyone likes your look then fucking great yeah exactly yeah because as you know like you can't control who else is against you what yeah. the comparisons are going to be what the judging panel is you know what they're going to favor that's like yeah. humans by definition cannot be unbiased or objective so no matter what panel you get there's going to be some sort of bias there towards someone might prefer a conditioned look someone might prefer a more muscular yeah. look someone knows this person from back home you know like you literally cannot and even if the person says they're being objective they're not being objective because they can't be so yeah. you just have to accept it yeah exactly 
So what's your show season then? You are 11 weeks out, yeah? So what's the plan in terms of staging of the shows? Um, so the plan was compact first. Yeah. I mean, ori- originally, when I was be- going to be going up against Andy, but he's pulled prep now. Um, I wonder why. Yeah, he's getting smoked. Yeah. Um, we were going to do, it was really nicely laid out. So we had like compact, two weeks later was NFM, two weeks later was PCA. Then it would have been, I think a week later, PCA finals or a few weeks later, PCA finals. And then it would have been like Fitex finals. And like, it, w- it would have been a nice, like, you know, mm-hmm. you get kind of, it was two weeks in between each show. So, you know, you had a, you could get a, like another week of digging before you then like doing another peak and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, now it's all changed and it's Jazz's fault because she, jazz. she dangled the uh, Masters Pro card at me. Yeah. So that's kind of the main show. Like uh, to a degree, I'm not even bothered about peaking for any other show. Like I'm yeah. quite happy probably just to roll into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of save myself for Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, yeah, just kind of see how it maps out, really, because I've got to do um, a qualifier. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's on, like, the 29th of September. Mm-hmm. In my head. Um, I've got 29th and 30th in my head. Could be wrong. But, um, so, yeah, I was going to do the compact, do that. I may jump in a PCA somewhere as well, because I would like to do a PCA. I think you should. And yeah, and then just all guns blazing for Italy. So, what date is Italy again in November? The, I think it was the eighteenth. Eighteenth, that's so exciting. And yeah, because we saw on the poster, it has like forty-two pro oh, cards on it. Two pro cards, fucking mad! If I don't win one now, like I'm giving but up. I do, I'm just confused because I I I don't know any other show that's ever offered that many before. <laughs> I think because the Masters Pro is such a new thing. Yeah. The theory behind it is they've got a award quite a few to then get the Masters Pro shows actually yeah. going. Mm. You know, it's a bit like NFM. Like NFM kind of, they hand out these pro cards, but actually there's not many NFM pros. Yeah, because usually the pro show in the evening is full of people that had just won the pro card that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think the theory behind it is if, you know, I, it, I would imagine it will probably be top three of every category. Mm. We'll get a pro card um, because then they've got the actual, the people to do the shows. Mm-hmm. As if they, you know, if they only gave out one for each show, like each uh, category, you've, you know, you've got to keep building it up and building mm-hmm. it up to actually get like a potentially put on a decent show for Masters yeah. Um, that was that's my theory behind it. I yeah, think. they have to get like a ge- like generate a pool of people first, yeah. well, then and then I maybe they can get more like, strict after yeah, that. Once they get that more pool of people, they'll probably then start bringing it down. So yeah, will only be the winner of each category that gets the pro card and stuff. But I suppose they've got to yeah build the clientele for it if you like. So if if someone were to win their pro card at the Masters Olympia or at the Masters. Show, do they get a chance to compete at the Masters Olympia or would they have to win the pro Honestly, show? I think you'd probably have to win a pro show, yeah, yeah, because yeah, obviously, you're getting awarded your pro card, yeah, and you've got to do a pro show to then win that to qualify for the Olympia, haven't you? So, but the other Masters Olympia 
competitors they got an invite like Carly Thornton and people like that they got an invite to compete at the Masters Olympia they didn't have to they didn't have to do a show oh, so I wonder whether you'd get an invite if you win the pro oh, card be interesting wouldn't it that'd be cool yeah I don't know what the Masters Olympia is like is it it's fairly new I think I, yeah I, I mean there are some really fucking good masters out there mm. like mm. rusty something like he's a masters and he's fucking ginormous it's just like jesus christ but it's actually mad that like some people just age so well like there's some bikini competitors up on the bikini olympia stage and they're like 45 and they look like 20 like it's so bizarre yeah 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 it's yeah yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, because obviously Tony is doing it as well. So yeah, he's doing it. That'd be a really cool experience to do together. Yeah. What are you nervous? <laughs> what are you nervous about? You have reservations? No, no, no. Like, uh, like she's already been warned at what I'm like when I'm dieting anyway. So oh, she's prepared um, for I, you to be a zombie. I think, I think she's prepared. Like, I just go very introvert. I go very quiet. Like, yeah. You know, like I'm not. I'm, I'm not the same person as what I normally am mm-hmm. like, and I, like things can really e- easily piss me off mm-hmm. so I feel the easiest way to deal with it is just not to talk yeah because if you don't talk to someone and nobody talks to me no one's going to get pissed off um so yeah that I guess that's kind of my way because I've kind of always been single when I've prepped so I've yeah. never had to worry about it um yeah, yeah, it's I, different when you're in a relationship, isn't it? Like yeah, you have but, to yeah. worry about the other person's feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like a free warner. Just say, look, I turn into a miserable bastard. <laughs> Don't take any of it to heart. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for her because she's kind of like the same person. Like she doesn't change that much when she's on prep. She is an absolute prep boss. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. She has she has her odd day and stuff. Like we, yeah. all, like she handles prep like an absolute trooper yeah it's It's just yeah she just thrives on it but I feel like I'm going to be sexist here but I do think that females can handle prep better than men and I don't know whether it's because obviously for bikini we don't need to get as shredded so that's definitely one thing number two is that we're not used to eating that much food anyway and yeah. n- number three is that we're born for pain because childbirth is a thing. So yeah, yeah, they're yeah, my three, yeah. three reasons. <laughs> women, yeah, I mean, women's pain thresholds are far higher than men's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they just moan about it more. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, think it's, I, think, I think there's probably arguments for both, isn't there? There's, yeah. There's women out there who do struggle and moan, and there'll be the same for men that are out there that will struggle and moan. Like. Oh, I do think men do have to push it much further than we do. Like, we don't have to have lines in our glutes or anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, getting, you know, like, you can't explain the feeling of getting that peeled. Like, you just feel horrendous. Like everything hurts and everything you do is the end of the world. Everything just becomes such an effort. Yeah. At times, like I've trained, like mustered through training, got home, and then I live on the second floor flat. So I'm sat in my car outside. I've sat out there for a good 20, 25 minutes. <laughs> like, I don't want to go up them stairs. I don't want to go up them stairs. And I'll just sit there, like looking at my phone and vaping. And I'm like, I need to get upstairs. I need to eat. I'm fucking yeah. stuck. I don't want to go up them stairs. 
like it's yeah he, he, and you kind of forget it as well but I'm, I'm waiting for their moments to start happening again yeah um, it's like everything feels like the end of the world and like so much effort you're like I can't even be arsed to do this yeah as soon as that clean and you know Hibby hit from the morning wears off it's just like if you get up in the morning you're like tired as fuck take the clean and you Hibby and you're like and then because for me it's like rocket fuel yeah like makes me so productive i'm just like a million miles an hour in the morning i'm like right got to do this and then i'm blah, 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 blah. and then like i'll eat and i'm like right i gotta go train and then like halfway through training and i'll just like fucking plummet and i'm like oh god and have you tried the modafinil or like the amphexa yet i've never used any of them have you um, not no i've just heard the the crashes on them are really bad mm. um but I've, uh, fo- I use Focus Max. Like, I use that. Yeah, I've my- never used that, but Joppo swears by it now as well. Yeah, like, I, because I, I was finding, like, the high stim stuff was making me crash and making me feel even more tired on prep. Mm-hmm. Whereas, so I switched to, I used to you do the, use the Focus Max and um, Vascumax. So mm-hmm. I get the formula. And then, like, I just found it worked really well and I didn't get that really bad crash. Like, yeah, my energy plummeted, but it wasn't like that horrible caffeine crash. Yeah. And you just found it it just sort of kept you going and give you a bit more focus. Mm-hmm. And it's been my staple ever since. Oh, I need to give that a go. I should be next on my list. Focus Max and Vascumax. Focus Max. Do you use Vascumax even when you're not training? Like, just for... Are you talking about training? Uh, like, for pre-workout, yeah. Pre-workout, yeah. Focus Max and Vascumax. So you don't use Focus Max for, like, work-related tasks, do you not? Uh, no, no, I use it as a pre-workout. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. I need to get like that go. Because it just gives you that nice, like, right, I'm going to get on with this. Yeah. Okay. Sort of focus. Yeah. Oh, I have to try that. I'm using yeah. the, I'm using the um, Stimumax grape at the moment, which I didn't oh, think no. I'd like, but I got it in a Fit Expo goodie bag. And I actually, because I usually hate grape flavored, flavored things, but it was actually quite nice. I'm not a fan of the grape. It's all right. It's better. I don't really like the unicorn piss flavor, to be honest. It it doesn't. It's meant to taste like Skittles, but I just don't think it does. Oh, I love it. Skittles, bang on. Yeah, maybe I'll have to try it again. I haven't tried that many other flavors, to be fair. Um, The cherry cola is good. Yeah, cherry cola is very nice. I do like that. I haven't had that in a while, actually. I might, I might get a tub of that in next time around. I go on. Do you know what? My underrated find that no one else likes is the Lime Hydromax. That's my favourite oh, one. No. no one else has likes it. Summertime, Lime yeah. Hydromax. Yeah, Love. yeah. Because everyone likes the Berrylicious one, but I much prefer the Lime. Yeah, cherry and cherry. Apple. Apple, I think, has become... I haven't like tried Apple. Apple is incredible. Oh, I need I've, to get that uh, one. I've got some sachets. Ooh, Next can I try? Give me a sachet of it. Sounds um, good. Apple's so good. Yeah, like, I love all those. Pink apple tango. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, because it's handy because I'm just not arsed with EAAs. Like, I never use them, but I like, I need to flavour my water somehow for training or else I just won't drink it. So. Yeah, Hydromax is a good one. Yeah, especially for the heat at the moment. Like in EP where I train, it is a furnace in there in the in the oh, summer. Yeah. Like 
I've I've trained there like in the winter and it's like, it, and it's freezing. Cool. No, it's freezing in the winter. It's like it's freezing in the winter. Yeah. You just know it'll be boiling in the summer. Every extreme, like Jake and Sim came up to me to film back in January. And it was so cold. You could, like see our breath in the air. And like he was standing there like shaking with the camera. I'd be like, Holly, it's so cold in here. And I was like, had my big hoodie on. I was like trying to talk through an exercise while being able to like navigate my brain because it just felt frozen. Like it was just so cold. It's, yeah, it's, you could tell it was that kind of gym. I'm yeah. really fortunate. My gym's got air con now. That uh, must be a rarity in the UK. Yeah, I think it is. Like they installed it about three years ago I think mm-hmm. and it is it is a bit of a blessing like in the hot weather you kind of you kind of go in there to cool down yeah it's oh like, that's oh. so nice we were I was in Vienna the other day and they had these like cooling misters that you walked by and it would just like miss some like oh, cold no. water at you that was lovely like someone's got a squirty bottle yeah oh actually do you know what's really funny do you know when joe is outside with dagger one of the dogs and he has the hose and they're going crazy like at the hose they love it so i was doing my makeup on the top floor on sunday morning and dagger came up to keep me company so he was keeping me company and i started i have this like makeup setting spray that i spritz on my face to like set the whole makeup and i started spritzing it he started coming over like looking for the spritz of his face it was so cute yeah, he wanted his makeup to be set nicely for the day to impress everyone who was coming over. Oh, brilliant. It was a nice day having everyone over on Sunday, actually, because I realised that we, we probably haven't really been all together like that since Fit Expo last year, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely been a while. It was, and, yeah. it was and, nice. It was a really nice day. It was lovely, yeah. And before that, because obviously Jasmine wasn't at Fit Expo last year, so it was probably your birthday get-together last yeah. year that we all actually were at the house together yeah 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 god it was wasn't it isn't that mad Jesus, like where's that time go i know and that was even before i was a member of the session everything so sesh group because i left before the fun started so i was like <laughs> see you later you guys are you guys enjoy your night we're getting sheets to the wind yeah, I was, I was, I did not, I did not have a clue what you're up to at that point, to be honest. I, I've now been very know. naive all my life. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> now I know, now I'm well aware. Uh, but yeah, no, it was really good. Um, Hang on, I need to ask you these questions because Joe has asked a very serious one and he said, please, can you ask me that, ask jo- uh, Kirkham this question? So he asked, how can one man take so many drugs yet look so young? <laughs> So what a lot of people won't know about me is that I actually studied makeup for two years. <laughs> and uh, this is all just max factor. <laughs> it's like a SFX, like special effects makeup. Yeah, especially, yeah, this, this is like a, like a prosthetic mask. Yeah, like, you know, those ones that you like peel off your yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. When I go to bed at night, I just peel this off. Like, oh. oh my god! Imagine if you did that, I'd freak. Out. Uh, yeah, it's like Benjamin Button, like no Dorian Gray, isn't it? With the painting, is it Dorian yeah. Gray? Yeah, so. I'm like the painting under this, and just pull it away. Just fucking falling apart. So where do you hang your mask when you go to bed? Just on my bedpost. <laughs> yeah. So Tony wakes up as he's like yeah. staring at her. Just suspend it, like from a little rope. <laughs> Like in the doorway, there's only one breaks in. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh my god! Um, I can, terrible. I mean, I can only thank my mother for my 
youthful genetics. And is your hair still all your natural color? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, is I mad. Don't, I, don't, I don't dye anything. Like That's crazy. I've got a load of grey in my beard. Like the last two years, I've noticed my beard's got like really grey because everyone was like, "Do you dye your beard?" I'm like, "No, like I don't dye my beards." Um, and the last two years, it's like I've got a lot more grey going through it. Ah, uh, but it's still, you know, it's really, really, really not like that that bad at all. <laughs> well, to be fair, I just want it all to go grey. I'm quite happy to go grey. But like you've wanna... you've not only have all your color still, you've like lost no hair either. Like it's it's mad. Yeah, I, like um, I am lucky. Like I always <laughs> like paranoid about like this bit here. I'm like, oh, I swear that's going back. I swear that's going back. And then I look at old photos and I'm like, oh no, it's always been there. No, but so, like some people start going bald at 18. Yeah, yeah, my dad did. That, so that is I, mad. My dad's quite bald. But all me and my two other brothers, we've got a full head of hair. So you're glad you took after your mum then for the um, hair? Well, my my mum's dad, he was bald. But my dad's dad, he had like thick, voluptuous hair right into oh, really? the side. So I think we all inherited his like hair gene. Oh God, um, you're so lucky. Yeah, proper lucky. Yeah, so, so I, can only, I can only put it down to the genetics. Sorry, and, Joe, it's not helpful for you. You were just born into the wrong no, family. But, and... but as I always say, cocoa butter. Cocoa butter is the secret. Ooh, is it Palmer's do you use? Like Palmer's cocoa butter? I've got, yeah, Palmer's. Oh, I love the smell of that stuff. No, so good. It smells like holiday. Yeah, you can get the oil as well. It's very nice on your skin. Yeah, yeah. Jake got me some for my birthday. And it was like the pot and it's like moisturizer come oil. Ooh. And I, I remember putting it on and I was like all glistening and sheeny. <laughs> you can get one I, that has glitter in it as well. Yeah, I did the shimmer. I, oh, like, it was a shimmer. I, I bought a duck. I was in BM. This is a funny story. <laughs> I was in BM and I, I like I'd run out of cocoa bar and I needed some moisturizer because I like I just always moisturize. And uh I just picked up this dove one. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh that'll do. Dove's meant to be quite good. Paid for it anyway. Had a shower that evening and then got out of shower, moisturized myself and everything. And I was sitting there watching telly and I just, I like, I just saw, caught this little glimmer, like <laughs> glittery glimmer on my arm. I was like, what's that? And I was like moving my arm in the light and I was just shimmering away. And I, <laughs> bloody, what's his name? The vampire. Like a vampire, yeah. yeah. Edward <laughs> Cullen. <laughs> Where the fuck has all this come from? I had a <laughs> anyway, and then I was like, moisturizer. So I, I got the moisturizer bottle and it said with added shimmer. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I still use it. It's quite nice to glisten in the sun. Yeah. I think it's quite I, I, I continued to use it until the bottle had finished. I was like, oh, I'm wasting it. If you're comfortable enough with your own masculinity, you should exactly. be happy enough to glisten in the sun. Exactly. Yeah. Next thing, you're going to get your manicures and pedicures and everything as well. Well, I don't know if I'll go that far. Maybe. We'll see. Let's give a hint of manliness. Or at least, like, get... Do you ever get, like, your beard done professionally? Like... Uh, well, my barber trims it for me now. Oh, okay. I tend to do it myself a lot because I I had the Turkish... I went in, like, I had a Turkish haircut once and they do all your beard and everything. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I was like mortified because they completely fucked it. They mm. didn't do it how I wanted it at all. 
and it almost looked like I just had this big goatee because they kind oh, of making all this. They kind of faded it. So obviously, where I've got my fade, they like faded the beard as well. So it was mm-hmm. all like pulled, and then it slowly like came down, and it just looked like I had a fucking goatee, like this huge goatee. And I was just like, "What the fuck?" And ever since then, I haven't let anyone touch my beard. But my barber Tom, he's fucking class, and he's allowed to touch it. So you try and trust him. I get him to like neaten it up a bit for me. Yeah, because it's hard. Because like your hair is one thing if they get it wrong, but like your beard is literally on your face. So if they fuck it up, you literally can't do anything about it. You can't tie it up or hide it or put a hat on it. Like it's just there. Yeah, I I mean, I like the thing is when I've trimmed it before, like I've fucked it. Yeah, and the best thing to do is just leave it. Yeah, just okay. It's gonna look a bit shit for a few days. Just leave it. And I've always tried to correct it, and then you make it worse, and you make it worse and worse. You just have then. to power through. Yeah, the shit. If you make the fucking if you make a mistake, just be like right, okay, leave it. Yeah, let it grow out. Take a few days. Start again. God. It's a lot of pressure. I don't know if I could cope with that. It's a lot of pressure <laughs> to maintain that. But yours yeah. always looks very well kept. I, you know, I, I, beard balm it. Yeah, you're good with self care. I think you're always very presentable. You look after yourself. It was my, my mum, you know, like she taught me to moisturise from the age of 16. And look at you now. Now you have people asking you why you have the fountain of youth and what the secret is. So it all paid off. Yeah, that and 10 IU of growth hormone, I think. And the growth hormone every day definitely helps. That does work wonders, I think. Yeah, speaking of injections. So Brad asks how he manages to take so much oil in the bicep. I tried to follow in the footsteps and 0.25 mils cripples me for days. So what are your tips? Brad, don't be a pussy. <laughs> Brad, don't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy. Just, like, the thing when you first inject your arm is fucking painful. Um, and you just have to power through. The bicep just seems like such a small little muscle group to inject into, though. Yeah, but then when you've got two mil of oil in it, it fucking swells. <laughs> Um, I I put it my arm gains down to jabbing my biceps. Really? Yeah. Do you not find like, it hard to train them after they've been jabbed if they have like well, pips? You have, be, you have to be tactical with your jabs. Okay, tell me so the schedule. Can't have arm day the next day. Okay. You got to leave it at least a day, so you can do it the day after. So okay. if you've got arms on like Saturday, you could jab your arms on Thursday. Okay. And you're good to go. And then you get that nice, really nice mind-muscle connection mm-hmm. because the bicep like, got that little bit of tenderness to it. You can feel every rep. You're like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I swear that is... The thing is, right, as well, I my arms were always a real weak point. Mm-hmm. And now everyone mentions my arms. Literally, you cannot go anywhere without people complimenting your arms, ever. Everyone mentions my arms now, so I must because they're massive. Like, <laughs> I still see them as really small to me. It's like they need to be bigger. They need to be bigger. You've um, got arm dysmorphia. Yeah, but like that—that's the you know—that's the only thing. That, like obviously training and all that kind yeah. of thing. Ever since I started doing site injections, like, and I know there's nothing to, there's no science behind it or anything like that. But my theory behind it. If you're filling up the muscle with something mm-hmm. and then training it and blood's getting in there, that muscle fascia has got a fucking stretch to allow yeah. going mm-hmm. into it. Um, who knows? But with the, um, not the original metaphor, the other one, isn't that one meant to be used long term? 
the... so maybe that's a similar kind of mechanism i don't actually know the mechanism for that one uh you've got the rapid load haven't you which is really thick yeah you've got the original which is a bit thinner so which um, one do you can you use long term the original one I've been using the rapid load. The rapid load every day. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't mess about. It's got like three times the amount of hyaluronic acid in it, I think, than the original. And how often um, do you use that so one? It's a motherfucker to inject. Oh, I can't imagine. But the original slides in a lot easier. But now I've, what I've been doing is using one mil barrels. Yeah. So obviously injecting with one mil barrels is so much easier because you haven't mm -hmm. got that circumference. Um, so I've just been putting one meal in the bicep, one meal in the um, tricep. Each and how, week. How, every week, okay. Just once a week, like just like tops them up. When I get closer to the show, I'll start putting two meal in again. Okay. Um, and then I rotate it as well, so it's almost like every other week. So I'll okay. do long head one week, short head the next, long head, short head, long head, short head. So um, yeah, just sort of rotate through it like that. God, you got a very busy schedule. I don't know. If that's a full-time job in itself, all those injections. Well, yeah, I'm doing all these jabs. It is a full-time bloody job. It's like a big morning routine of like, what, I'm going to jab next? Yeah, what's going in today, right? This, 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 and this. That's so funny. Like, because I think Joe said he put up to like six mils in certain heads for shows. That sounds like a lot. I think it was, um, was it Austin? Um, I think he put five mil or something in his bicep. Oh, my God. Where does it go? Apparently, it looked fucking incredible. <laughs> Are you going to do it? You should try it. I, I, I might try it, but I mean, even two is painful. Five. Oh my god. Five. I imagine. I imagine Austin's arms probably a lot bigger than mine as well. So there's more surface area to cover. Yeah, I suppose the bigger the bicep, the bigger the space. I think what I'll, I'll probably do. I'll probably put two mil in every head. But, yeah. Over oh. that all five heads of the arm so it's all right tricep bicep five heads yeah yeah just sling it in all of them that's going to be quite a, a spectacle i'm looking forward to seeing that on stage yeah i just have these freakedly stupid arms actually i did a they're like gonna there. weigh you down <laughs> oh yeah i just I, I love that look though for me like i wish i had that physique like i remember luke sando did this shot where he did like a most muscular yeah his delts and arms almost look too big for his body. Yeah. It's like, I love that look. Like, <laughs> I don't have that look, but I'd love that look. Like the gorilla look, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like, I just I don't think you you can ever have too bigger arms. No, never. But for, girl, for bikini, it's glutes and delts can never be big enough. You're yeah, always chasing um, it. Chasing those big glutes and delts. Always. That's always the goal. That's what you train every day. Yeah. But, so, yeah, yeah. get on with it, Brad. Just get on with it. Just stop being a pussy, Brad, if you want big we're arms. In, we're going into the gym seeking out pain. Like, yeah. it's just an injection. It's just adding to that pain. Like, Yeah, the thing is, and Brad, like, does literally everything he can, like, pushes himself to the limit. So if you can do that every day with, like, your coaching, your business, your training, your everything, like, surely you can put a pin in your arm. Like, get on with it. Just stop pissing about with 2.5 and get them like zero, oh, 0.25, wouldn't it? 0.25. Get a meal in there and be done. But with that, it. That's nothing because that's even less than what you would do for like L carnitine, usually, yeah. isn't it? So that's nothing. Bro, up the doses, Brad. Come on. Come on. 
or don't bother so I can have the biggest arms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's some competition for you now. Who wants to do it? No, no, that's lady. If you want to beat Kirkham, then get it in there. Come on. We all saw each other yesterday. Like seeing everyone beside each other was very fun because, like, oop, there's a lot of competition going on here now. Was you can yeah. see everyone eyeing each other up. It was very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm too old for this shit. I'll let them get on with it. No, no, you look sick. You look really, really good. We've all got age on their side now. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm genuinely happy with my progress. You like, look epic. Like when we saw you doing the poses, like you really look impressive. Thanks, mate. It's going to be really cool to see you on stage. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. I can't wait. I I love, like, Joppa was talking about this and I was talking about this, being like, I can live vicariously through my friends when I'm in off-season and they're on prep and they're stepping on stage. I love it. Like, I literally get so excited. I might as well be competing as well, but I'm not. Like, I just want to be there for them. Love, yeah. You'll get to the point, though, where you're like, oh, God, I want it to be me. I want to get out there. Like, I loved going to all Leon shows and everything. And then he got to that point where it's like, oh, man. And, and then it was like, I'll be like, I'll just have a quick look at the Masters category. <laughs> I'm like, well, they're fucking shit out of smoke. I know. Like, so why like, didn't oh, I do God. this show? Yeah, like, oh, I don't want to be on it. So I, I, get some I might be able to beat them now. I feel like that, I think, towards the end of the year. But because I'm, I'm still kind of fresh off competing. It's only been like seven months or eight months. So I still have time before I get sick of it. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone and do their thing. It's going to be fun. Okay, so, wait. La- okay, last question from Tony. So... What is the um, weirdest thing you've ever done? Well, the weirdest thing I've ever done, like... Is she looking for a specific answer here? Because it looks like she... It, it looks like, like she's like, planting it. What's the weirdest thing I've done? I've probably done so many, but I probably think it's normal. <laughs> yeah, I'm just weird in general, so... Yeah, how do you, what's, what's, you know, what is weird? Someone's weird is someone else's normal, isn't it? Like... um. Weirdest thing I've done. I feel like if people were a fly on the wall to watch me live my life, they'd think I'm just an absolute freak because I'm just like, I talk to myself all the time. I have these random habits and things that everyone probably thinks is crazy. But as you said, yeah, you just have your own things. People looking in on the outside world will probably think bodybuilding is pretty fucking mental. Yeah. Well, also, say, say, for example, us yesterday at the Physique Collective meetup, I was oh. thinking about Jasmine's neighbours looking oh. out into the garden and seeing all these naked men and all yeah. these girls staring at them and taking photos of them. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, pants. And all yeah. the men looking at the men. Like, it was just yeah. weird. This was, like, just completely, this was completely normal to us. but yeah. And then getting the group like... photo with Joe in the middle and everyone else topless. Like, it was just funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what I could... I don't know what specifics I could put to be weird. I feel like if I ask her, she'll probably tell me. You have to tell me after, because I'm curious now what she's referring to, because she has those cheeky faces, like she's trying to get you at something. Yeah, I'll see if I can, I'll I'll prompt her. What's the weird thing I've done? Yeah, I'm sure she'll have a long list anyway to tell you. I've gone into a bit of a retard moment now. (laughs) I'm like, I'm I'm voice noting her, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm so far out from prep, like from stage yet, and I'm already becoming a retard. I know. Um, nightmare. Just have to accept it. 
she also said i i'd be potentially be exposing myself if she asked saucy questions so take from that what you will listeners and you can glean what you would like to from that statement so <laughs> she's a nympho who corrupted me <laughs> so she's the one that corrupted she, you uh, yeah she's the nympho i'll have to ask her what she thinks I'm about that she can't defend herself <laughs> yeah Tony, you've no say in the matter. It's all you and you're the bad influence on Kirkham. He, he was so sweet and innocent before you came into his life. Angelic. So, so angelic. Like been corrupted. Yeah, corrupted in every way possible since you walked in. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, so that was a pretty good episode. I think we've covered a lot. Actually, one question I asked Joppo, which I will ask you as well, is, is there a question that you think I should have asked you, but I didn't on this episode. Oh, get to know you. Uh, God, that's a question, isn't it? Isn't it? it? Luck. Um, Jesus. (laughs) I need time to think about this one. I can ask you another one if it's too hard. My favourite colour. You should have asked me. What's, <laughs> what's your favourite colour? Uh, I, I'm trying to guess what your favourite colour is. Do you have a favourite colour? I do have a favourite colour. It's not necessarily a colour I wear. Okay. But I do have a favourite colour. Is it yellow? No. Okay. What is it? Opposite on the colour spectrum. If you know your colours. Blue? <laughs> Purple. I don't know the colour is Purple. Yeah. What things do you have that are purple? Uh I did have some purple vests. I think they were in the Actually, I think I've seen you wear purple before. Do you have shoes that are purple? Um no. I've got pink shoes. Oh, you should get some purple shoes. Um, but yeah, I do like purple. I do like purple as well. I like purple and I like that, like I call it burple. Purple. Like a purple blue. Yeah, like, like an really indigo dark. kind of? Yeah, like purpley blue sort of colour. Like that's oh, what I need to get some trainers in that colour. That's a shame. Joe wants me to get some pink Jordans, which I think would be cool. I'd like because I don't have any Jordans. I only wear white shoes. I don't wear any Jordans or anything high top. So maybe that's that would I be I want some pink ones. Yeah, to match them. my pink car and my pink watch and my pink life. These are the best. Oh, I love them. Yeah, they're fab. I want those ones. And this this green bit that's on the soles glows in the dark. Oh, my God, that's sick. It's amazing. Oh, I want them now. Oh. So I, wore, I wore them to a show, and obviously it was quite dark in there, and I was looking down at my feet, stepping up the steps, and I was like, they're <laughs> I would be so excited if my shoes were like that. Like, you know, when you were a kid and you used to run around and you're, they would light up when you hit the ground? Uh, I've never had them. LA I'd, Gears. I'd love them. Uh, we, I never got good trainers. To oh, you were deprived as a child. Deprived. And like, <laughs> everyone had LA Gears and Reebok pumps and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the Reebok ones I had, I think. We managed to get a really shitty pair of Nikes. Because oh. uh, I remember, like... I remember saying my mum was always like, I'm not spending that money on trainers. And then um I saw some Nikes and they were like 25 quid. They were like in a sale and they looked a bag of shit. But because <laughs> they were Nikes, I was like, oh mum, please come have them Nikes. 
and they were my first pair of Nikes. Oh, you're so obsessed with like labels back then, weren't you? I had to be like head to toe yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch. I had to have a juicy couture handbag, like everything with the label, and I had to be the biggest logo you could possibly find so everyone knew what it was. What you're wearing? Yeah, yeah, terrible. So, okay, so what to close this? podcast do you have any final remarks or anything before we tell the listeners where we can find us and hope that hopefully they stuck around to the end to be fair i hope i hope you enjoyed that well, i think i think it's just a case of wrapping it up and saying i think know, we should wrap it up i'm trying to remember how you guys wrapped it up yeah you just say if you like the podcast give it a follow give it a like give it a share yeah tag us in it all tag us so at coach underscore kirkham is that right yeah 81 81 and at holly underscore physique collective you can tag joppa if you want just to tell him how good a job we did without him that'd be good just to you know boast about yeah. us a little bit <laughs> yeah so if you made it this far well done well done we're impressed thanks for thanks for joining us and keeping on with us thanks for listening to my shit and uh love you bye